Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. Pull over. And Johnson. It feels like the early edition, Guido. It is the early edition. We're recording a little early this week. We generally do uh, Sunday evenings uh, to do our show recording, but there's a some sort of game on today, later on today. Something big, I heard. We've never seen Johnson in this light. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like daytime. Do you like it? All this, all this natural daylight. It 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 takes years off of his life. He looks like a young schoolboy. <laughs> he looks. He does look younger. He, he does look younger. I need all the help I can get. But yeah, Super Super Bowls tonight, so we're a little early today. Uh, and good luck to Keith Tandy. He's coaching tonight in the Super Bowl from our Mountaineer. Yeah. So for the Buccaneers. So that's that's awesome. But before we get started talking about basketball, guys, we need to talk about something we're doing that's just gotten a amazing over the past two weeks, which is our Pullover Guy t-shirts. If you're watching on Twitch, you'll see Scoot's got one on. Um, we're doing Pullover Guy shirts. Every shirt or sweatshirt that's ordered with the Pullover Guy logo, we're donating $5 to the Bob Huggins Fish Fry. Uh, it's awesome. So uh, we've raised over $300 at this point, and we're still getting shirt orders every day. So if you get a chance, go to our website, gotyourearson.com, click the merch section, and you'll see the Pullover Guy shirt. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. It's all there, too. And uh, we had actually somebody who who sent an awesome idea out that we need to work on, guys, which is to get a pullover guy pullover. Yeah. Like very like it's like kind of like Kramer's coffee table, coffee table book. Yeah, that's right. So um, it was, I think, real Mark on Twitter. Uh, that's what he said. Very, um, AKA Seinfeld. We need an actual pullover with pullover guy on it. And that feels apropos, just like the coffee table book. So we've, we've reached out to our supplier, uh, and they are, they are trying furiously to come up with an idea for us to get pullover guy pullovers. So we've, uh, hope we're hopefully knock on wood. Hopefully something is, is going to come together with that, but check it out. If you haven't got a chance, $5 for any t-shirt or sweatshirt that says pullover guy on it. $5 gets donated to the Bob Huggins fish fry, which goes to the West Virginia Cancer Institute's, uh, you know, the Norma Ray Huggins stuff. So definitely get a chance, get on our website, gotyearson.com, pick up a shirt now, especially since everybody should be in a good mood. We've won some games, guys. Yeah. Basketball's winning again. Two in a row. Two in a row. Two in a row, Johnson. And I, and I feel pretty good about it. I don't think Iowa State game, we won that 76-72. We didn't look great. But it was a win, and uh, you know it was on the road. Uh, I, you know Iowa State's not a. It's Iowa State's just slightly better than K State, I would say, in a lot of ways. Um, okay, maybe a lot better than K State, but just they're still at the bottom of uh, of what is the Big 12's uh, dregs. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I mean, in related news, neither uh, Iowa State also did not look very good. Scoot, they they were kind of. It was. It felt hard. It for a part of this game, I could not watch. Uh, I had some stuff going on at the house, and I was listening. And I think I texted you guys at one point, maybe early second half. I'm kind of glad I can't see this because it just sounded like ugly basketball, and it felt like. We were just kind of, I don't know, like it felt like a game we should have put these guys away by 20, but it, you know, they kept it close. Well, I don't know. Iowa State, uh, clearly there was no uh, Hilton Magic trademark. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but TM. Um, I, I think Hilton Magic is a joke. I think that's what uh, announcers say when Iowa State looks into a win. But um, I, Iowa State, I mean, they are a bunch of nondescript guys. And I think that um, for me, and maybe I'm the only one that feels this way, I I actually, not that I disrespect them now, but I felt like when they had Fred Hoiberg as a coach, um, he had a little bit of that NBA mindset. He had a little, he had more connections to the NBA, so I felt that they were getting higher level talent. And especially, yeah, I was going to say their their talent level was just way better a few a few seasons through the ago. transfers, like Niang and yeah, like all those, Niang, you know, that period had, of teams, uh, Abdul Nader. I mean, they've yeah, had some good players right. come through um, 
mostly transfers. They don't look like that at all. No. Uh, no. Like, I guess uh, Razier Bolton was probably their best player that they had. Probably. And uh, I'll be honest, I know we've played him twice. I didn't know he existed until the other night. <laughs> so, I mean, that gives, goes to show uh, what kind of team they are. They don't have anybody of notable – I remember the Condit guy from years past – um, and he struggled mightily against uh, DC, so I, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel that. Uh, I guess I know we looked bad at times, but I never felt like the game was in any real doubt. Um, I think is, and I agree with you, Scoot. I think the only thing that showed for me again, which is similar to what we saw in Florida, you know, in a couple other games, which is, you know, defense is still becoming more and more of a struggle for this team. Now, granted, if they can score, it's not a problem. I think the problem was is in the Iowa State game. I mean, yeah, Iowa State had four players in double digits. They had three players with 15 points, you know, and that's Iowa State. And I think that as long as we're scoring, it's not a problem. You know, I think what becomes a problem when, when we're not scoring. I mean, again, Iowa State game, Miles McBride, Deuce McBride, didn't look horrible, but still had sort of an off game. You know, only nine points for him. I mean, Taz, who's on fire lately, uh, had 18 in that game. And Derek's, you know, Derek's Derek. He has a double-double every game now. Yeah, I just thought it felt low energy. Yeah. Um, it, it felt like it felt like parts of that game we were just kind of going through the motions. I think when they asserted themselves, it was fine. And I think it was just surprising that it came down to pretty much that last possession, really. I mean, Gabe kind of makes a defensive stop to muck everything up i think they were trying to maybe dry dribble drive something there but it was i don't know i'm just glad that would have been like heading into this brutal six game stretch that really had we let that get away it really would have felt terrible so i'm i'm glad it's hard to win on the road i mean even we're saying iowa state's not that good you know i agree i don't think they are but it's just it's just hard to win on the road so i'm glad they went in i'm glad they got the win and then they could fully focus on this on this six game stretch do you guys feel that their head coach kind of looks like Mark Cuban? Uh, prom, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. Um, that might be, and I don't know this, but that might be, I don't have any inside information, uh, his only claim to fame after this season because he may get fired. Maybe. You're right. Yeah, well, you ha- when you watch that, you have to think that Iowa State's fans have to be pretty like, impatient. Where are they going? I, yeah. They're not going up. You can't say, right. man, this team is trending up. But West Virginia holds on to win that game. And, and I will say the one thing that did turn out good in the second half was finally free throw shooting felt really, really good in that second half. 10 for 12, you know, 83%, finished the game with 70% free throw shooting. So that finally clicked in that game a little bit for them i mean you know three pointers have been right around where they've been all season in that you know mid 30s range and uh field goal percentage was a little low this game at 43 which again that's the that's where the problem is if you're not going to play good defense you need to be able to you need to be shooting the ball at 55 percent. you need to be like gonzaga because that's what gonzaga does gonzaga doesn't miss shots and and they shoot every game at like 60 percent, you know from the field and that's what west virginia is going to have to do if they're going to go deep johnson if you were to take 10 foul shots how many would you make uh, out of 10, I'm pretty confident I'd make seven, eight. How about you, Guido? Oh, I'm probably 50%. I'm probably five, I, maybe six. I think I'm seven or eight. We should uh, sometime do a uh, got your ears on free throw contest. Yeah, we could do that. We can make that happen. Uh, is, I think. Would, the, the, and this is where Brent. This is where Brent would uh, would chime in. Are we doing it cold? Like, is there is there? Get, are we getting a couple of practices in? I think no. I think you just show up and you shoot. You show up and shoot. Well, Guido, show up and shoot. For, in my case, I think we're always starting cold. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, there's no. I'm I'm definitely not coming in hot. I I so. want I want Brent in this competition. I well, I think Brent would probably smoke. Well, I'm sure you do. I don't want Brent in this competition. I. I want to see the big man shoot from the line. Let's see what he's There's got. There's no doubt in my mind Brent steps to the line and hits 9 out of 10. Yeah, I would agree. Cold? I would agree. We think cold? Yeah, cold. 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 I think he misses two maybe at tops. Because he's, he's probably a way more consistent – like it's been a while since I since I heaved up some fouls. I was um, – I was <laughs> It's been in a, a while since I've touched a basketball. <laughs> I was in a free throw contest, I'm going to say, 10 years ago. All right, and uh, I went. So that qualifies you. I went nine for ten, All right. which I was very pleased wow. with. Wow, uh, I lost because the guy that won went ten for ten. Wow, which was a little frustrating because okay. I thought well, man, I think standing I'm with no crowd jeering at you 
um, yeah, I think I could do pretty well. And I think Brent probably goes, you know, almost perfect in that situation. So I think you'd have a run for your money. I like to think that uh, regardless, like small crowd, big crowd, I'm going to have people jeering at me. Like, I think you guys (laughs) at the very least will be jeering at me. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, at least we will be jeering at you. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the game that uh, actually I think felt awesome, which was Kansas. WVU just trounces Kansas 91 to 79. And even though at times that game was a lot closer, uh, I think West Virginia – uh, really showed up, and and again, this is another example of if they're hitting shots, I don't know if anybody can beat them. You know, if the, if if West Virginia's hitting shots, nobody can beat them. And in that game against Kansas, uh, Miles McBride had thirty one points. Taz Sherman had twenty five points in an odd game. Do uh, Derek Culver does not get his double double. He's short by one rebound, only nine rebounds, but nineteen points. Uh, is this this team? If that team shows up and plays the next, what is it, Johnson, five, six games, like can 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 they win all these games or at least win more than half of them? Yeah, well, I mean, I think Kansas fans would probably immediately tell you that they're they're not the normal Kansas team. You know, I think they'd make that excuse. But regardless, I think to me, that's why I said in the Iowa State game, it felt low energy. In this game, it felt anything but low energy. I, You know, guys are diving on the floor. I felt like the defense, even though they go, you know, they go for almost 80. I thought the defense was still still pretty good. I thought um, I thought that just at every position, it just felt like the energy level was way up. And I, so I think, yeah, if you come out like that and you have that kind of energy and to your point, regardless, if you're, if you're hitting shots to the tune of 91 points, yeah, I think, I think you can, I think you can make a go at any of these remaining five games. Scoot, let me ask you a question about how you felt with the fact that they Huggins noticeably changed his sort of rotations and Jordan McCabe sat the bench a lot more. Deuce went back to the one, and they didn't do that whole, like, Deuce playing the two and getting more shots. It really left Taz and McNeil more open. And Deuce, back at the point, still puts down 31 points, and Jordan only gets five minutes. I, I'm going to say, and I, I, I would guess, I haven't heard his exact reason for that, but my guess would be, that um, he's probably going based off of matchups and probably looked at the game game tape of the last time they played. And we got, if you recall, we got scorched from the torched, torched, scorched from the three-point line. So I think maybe adding a little bit more length by having Jalen Bridges and Emmett Matthews in the lineup, I, I would say defensively that was why. I don't know that, but um, putting some more length on those shooters – and if you noticed, I, and I think I, I think we would all agree that Kansas went like ridiculous last time we played from outside. Yeah, um, they did. Yeah, Maji, Christian, Braun, Brown, um, they both scored tremendously well. Now, don't you right. don't you think Scoot though too? Don't don't you think that refs let them play a bit more in this game? I mean, I yeah. I don't feel like there were nearly as many fouls called as a normal Kansas WVU game. And I think, like to Guido's question, I think you can leave some of those key guys out on the floor when you're not worried that they've got three fouls, maybe picking up their fourth. right. We like, didn't have think, foul trouble, yeah, which was surprising because Frosted Tips uh, Higgins was there, yeah, and, right. and um, he usually lays into us. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't know. It was kind of a unusual. He actually. Uh, helped us with a, a weird random bench technical. I wasn't even really sure what happened there. He did. Lo- he did let that goaltending shot fall though, and that that got Huggins cranked up at halftime. Yeah, so. and I don't. I, it it was weird. I was in a uh, a bad locale for watching, so I couldn't really hear a lot of the commentary. Uh, I know there was a lot of critique on the uh, first like two segments where it sounded like they were uh, down the end of a hallway calling the yeah. game from the microphone yeah, it started it's it cbs started off where it was like they were the uh rafferty was like phone they had them like phone called in that was like it sounded like a west virginia high school bass football game i mean it was like it was really odd tin can and then it went back then they had the studio guys and that was awkward yeah they had like the guys that do the halftime show they were doing the commentating and then they were like talking all over each other worse than the three of us do half the time i mean that was it ridiculous. was really awkward because you could tell 
that nobody knew which one should do the play-by-play. Right. right. And occasionally you would hear Clark Kellogg chime in with some kind of analysis, which Clark Kellogg is a good analyst, so I would have probably been okay if he had been the analyst from the get-go. But Seth Davis isn't necessarily like a play-by-play guy, and so it was just kind of... Well, I'm glad you said that because Clark Kellogg has these little sayings he likes to toss in. So, like, they'd ask him, like... You know, Derek Culver would score and someone would be like, Clark, you know, what do the Mountaineers want to do? And he'd be like, well, WVU wants to eat in. They want eat in dining. They want to get the ball down to Derek Culver. Like he would say stuff like that. Yeah. Just crack me up. Like, I, you know, you can tell he's like, he's like, man, oh, I, I'm kind of in the mix now. I got to lay it on thick. I got to, I got to get all yeah, He's looking for his like Bill Rafferty, yeah, his like, right. his like, his, like his, his, his thing. Like that's going to be, you know, his Dickie V like, yeah, baby. You know, he's looking for something like that. Yeah, but it was, Scoot, it was I think when you have like, so Taz Sherman and, and Deuce, they go for what, like uh, 57 points, I think for the game. I think Sherman had 25 miles uh, ended up with actually 31. He ended officially with 29 and then i think they credited a basket that they had given to jalen bridges to him that's how he got to 31 yeah. exactly um, which tied the all-time high uh or, what was it um 31 was done by uh beetle bolden a couple of years ago that was the last time 30 plus so had been let me ask you this question does that feel weird if you're him like you partly i i know we're team players everyone's a team player however for your resume that's a it can be a pretty big deal you want to be the guy that's you know either scored the most points that you know the team has had in a long time or you know it maybe it's your career high and in his mind he probably knew he had more than what he was credited for because a lot of guys kind of keep track of that maybe maybe he doesn't maybe he's not that way but a lot of guys do kind of keep tabs on stuff so is it anticlimactic that that's how he gets to 31 was kind of like a weird scoring error or do you think he um well i don't think so i mean he actually scored the bucket it's just it was more right you know i, I know what you're saying but if it's me like no man i'm i'm good with that that's cool that's good to me i'm fine with that but i i just was trying to bring that up because if you you know looking at that box score taz and and deuce finished with one personal foul apiece so i think just to build on what you were saying i think if if my you know two of my hot hands are rolling along they're not in foul tr- then i feel like i'm at liberty i mean obviously hugs knows what he's doing anyway but i feel like as a observer i'm way more at liberty to just roll with those guys let them in you know i don't feel as compelled to be rotating guys in and out i feel like normally we're watching the personal foul line really closely well i feel like um and maybe you guys can chime in on this i feel like uh, Taz in the starting lineup feels better to me than McNeil in the starting lineup. And I understand why McNeil was in the starting lineup because when he's on, he's pretty unstoppable as far as outside shooting goes. Like, how many times has he been fouled while shooting an outside three from, like, I don't know, 35 feet, and he still makes them? Yeah. But right. defensively, he is woeful defensively. And I think that um, maybe that has been um highlighted not highlighted more pronounced this year because of our defense being so rough is that taz brings a little bit more foot speed and and maybe he offers us a little bit more defensively and then when you throw in like a jalen or an emmett we don't lose out on the foot speed defensively um and i do think that mcneil is a good enough shooter that he can kind of come in off the bench somewhat cold and once he starts hitting a couple of those outside shots, like there's times where he feel like he Jimmer Fredette steps across half court and fly, you know, flings no, one yeah. up and you're do like, you guys, Oh my God. So do you guys do this too? Sometimes I'll be like, Oh man, he shot that one from like Canova or like yeah, if, we're, right? if we're at the other end, I'll be like, man, he was pretty much like Charlestown. Yeah. He's, like what are you like? Like he's like Harper's Ferry throwing where, that yeah, up. Yeah. Right. Where are you shooting that from? He's very Jimmer uh, Fredette. Like, I mean, if you get this WVU team's amazing. If you can get two guys, like I mean, in, in in this case, it was Miles and Taz. If you can get two guys that are hitting threes, you know, that are hitting their shots. I mean, both of them were, you know, four from, you know, four for five for Miles McBride beyond the arc, four for seven for Taz. I mean, that changes the game when you're hitting that. I mean, we shot fifty-two percent for from three. Uh, I, I just. 
Yeah, it goes and, back. And it, Emmett hit a clutch three. I mean, I feel like everyone was contributing from a shooting perspective. And how many times have we had the luxury of having that conversation over the last couple seasons? It feels weird, doesn't it? It feels well, different. It's, it's not a Huggins. It's yeah, it doesn't feel like a Huggins team this way. I mean, you know, here you're looking and you're like, the jumpy line come back. Like, does this make you guys <laughs> want? I, for me, it makes me want Taz to come back for that extra year. Yeah, because if you think about it, we really could lose no one from this team. Or, I mean, as you saw from what was it Johnson on Twitter this week, you you might see Deuce go. He right now in some mock draft for the NBA is in the second round. Yeah. So in that, you know, we spotted someone had tweeted that out um, in one of the latest Bleacher Report mock drafts. Scoot, they had him in the second round, pick number forty-one. That's uh, that's kind of crazy to think about. Well, and I. I, I know that that's, I mean, that's good because I don't know that he was on any kind of, you know, preseason mock draft anywhere. However, pick 41, second round stuff, you, I mean, really you want to, you want to be a lottery guy to kind of at least ensure that you're going to be in the league for a year. And yeah, you look at like, stick. you look yeah. at uh, Joe Alexander, what was he, eighth eighth pick sure. in the draft yeah. and he lasted a year and a half or something like or that or even somebody like uh you know like a javon carter who we you know we know his abilities and he's had to pretty much oh man you know, fight and scrape and you know he's still in that be mode. The guy that wants to play defense when no one else wants to play right. you know, he's you know to just stick with a team so i know what you mean so i i'm hoping that uh all of these guys can return i mean you think about it that's decent now i think gabe's a senior is that right i believe he's a senior so i believe so yeah. um we would probably need to find somebody in that mold kind of like a cam thurman kind of a junkyard dog type defender yeah um yeah even if but it's when you less time but when you think about Derek culver is only a junior isn't that kind of crazy like yeah. it feels like he's been there six years now or something and he missed half half of his freshman year yeah that's true yeah, because he was suspended. And I mean, I know it's a little early to kind of talk about it, but I mean that you, I think there is that chance that you lose those two guys. You lose Derek Culver. You lose Deuce McBride to professional basketball after this season. And the the real question is, is that you know at that point how that that changes this team a lot with you know those two guys potentially gone and then Gabe Osaboyan. A little premature to talk about. Don't but. you think though the next five games weigh into that conversation a whole lot? Absolutely. Know, I think we're all, we're on a high right now of this Kansas win. I think you're going to have little time to celebrate, right? Because you're, you know, you're just starting this gauntlet. So if you know if if we, uh, I think I saw. Um, Shoot, I I don't know if it was our boy Josh Witt. Someone had put up a poll. I'll I'll dig it up and 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 circle back around to that. But someone said they put up a poll. You know, what do you think is reasonable out of this six game stretch? And it was like one to two wins, three to four wins, five to six wins. And I think the majority, and I think where I voted was, you know, looking at the home away split, looking at who we're playing. We get two wins. I think I think two to three wins. I'd feel like we held court, you know, like this was brutal and we held court. And that's where most people I think I saw voting. But what, what do you, what do you, I wanted to bring it up here just to see what you guys think. Scoot, I think you're probably thinking two to three wins, right? Yeah. Um, if we went, if we went two out of those games, I mean, I, what concerns me is. You're talking the next five games. You're yes. talking. Well, Texas, well Tech, it, was Oklahoma. Six, it was the six game stretch in total. So it was before Kansas. the Kansas game. Yeah. Include yeah. Kansas. So one more win. If you include Kansas. One one, one to two more wins out of the next five. I mean, that's pretty decent. Like we said, that's treading water. That's that's kind of holding your own. Right now they're in sole possession of second place in the conference. That's kind of why I ask, too, because you don't, you don't want to suddenly find yourself after this stretch, you know, fourth, fifth place in the conference. What concerns me and what I'm not looking forward to is the social media when we do struggle – Right. Because it's the wheels have fallen off. This team's not, you know, not as good as we thought they were. This guy is fine. Uh, they shouldn't be ranked as high as they are. You know, we're going to start to see all of that stuff. And, you know, we, sh- we can't be losing home games to conference teams. Well, when those home games are against the number one or number two team in the country and you've got the number what is uh oklahoma's number nine i think i mean well and they're on a tear right now i mean they're knocking down everyone right now so i think but can i can i add and then guido i want you to weigh in too but can i can i just add another layer to it to me 
like when I was voting in that poll, three wins is where my mind was. Like I feel okay mm-hmm. with that. Two, <laughs> two, two doesn't feel two and four in that six game stretch doesn't feel nearly as good to me as three. Like if we can just split it, I'm good with that. That's super solid against th- this competition. Two out of those six, I don't feel as good about. Like I feel, I feel Texas, and I, I think Oklahoma. I think we should be able to get those two games, but I may be wrong. I mean, for me, it's hard. I, you know, looking at it, looking at these numbers and and these teams that we're playing, and the fact that you're playing what in a five day stretch, you're playing Oklahoma at home, Baylor at home, Baylor on the road, and then uh, te- Texas. I mean, that's a one week stretch. That's seven days right there. Four games against all ranked teams higher than you. I I'll be happy if we come out with you know, one win of those four games that week uh, against a Baylor or against Oklahoma or against a Texas. I I would like to see us take two. Maybe it's the Texas Tech game on the road, but I worry about that because I think Texas Tech is going to be after us after the last matchup. And I'm looking at the two games at home, to be honest with you. I feel like if if out of any of those, I mean, we, we know how difficult it is for us to win on the road. So I feel like um, if you could, if you could get, I'm kind of with Scoot. If you could get Oklahoma, you know, we had that big comeback and and almost got Oklahoma at their place. If you could get Oklahoma at home, and then maybe split these two with Baylor, get the one at home. Um, those are two huge. Those are two top ten wins. That's crazy right. to talk about, that's, but that's right there. That's big. Right there, you've beaten two top ten. Teams. What would your What would your conversation be if we won all of them? Oh man, oh my I'd gosh. be ecstatic. I'd be yeah, I mean, like, like, are they a top floating. five team? Like, I, I'd be floating every day. I think they got to be a top five team, right? I mean, oh, they, yeah. they've got to be kidding? maybe top three, four. Like, they got to be like number two, three, four, somewhere in there. I totally agree. Oh yeah. I mean, well, you got to think. So the next episode we do, which is a week from now, we'll have played Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and probably that Baylor game. We'll probably we might wait. So push a Guido day and, and I will either be okay. Yeah. Or like severely depressed, or we'll be in the fetal position, like in a corner, is what I would project. And here's my thing: like I don't think they can beat Oklahoma and Baylor back to back, and that's what you're asking, Johnson, because those are the two home games. Yeah, right. So I feel like if you can take Oklahoma, you'll lose that Monday night game against Baylor, and then maybe you come back and beat Baylor in Baylor uh, at Bay, and you know at Waco. I mean. It's tough. It's it is. This is this is the one of the toughest you know stretches I think for any NCAA team right now. Uh, in in I basketball. think the only other game I would circle is maybe where Scoot was going with Texas because if you think about it, we kind of felt like we let that game we let them off we lose? the hook two or four something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was. I think I'll go back and look, but I think it was like a one possession game. We we let them off the hook. So I think yeah, we lost seventy two to seventy that last game. So that's one. Even though you're on the road, um, you know, I think maybe that's one that that I would also circle. Like maybe we can get those guys. We can get those guys back. So uh, either way, I agree with both of you. I just brought it up because I think it's an interesting. If if you pick a six-game stretch and you said you'd be happy with two and four, I think a lot of people would be like, wah, wah. but if you consider yeah, right. this six games. That was the then... Andrew Jones buzzer beater. Not buzzer beater, but like last second <laughs> three-pointer yeah, beat us. Right. So, right. I mean, we should have won that game. Yep. Yep. So we'll see what happens, but a great game against Kansas, a nice a nice win there. And uh, don't forget, uh, Tuesday night, you got Texas Tech on ESPN, 9 o'clock game. So oh, great. Hope Mr. Hope hope you guys drink your coffee. Mr. Solheim <laughs> needs to be taking some Red Bull yeah. before that game. He will not I'll, see the second half. I'll take we can, get, we can get great analysis on the first half from him. <laughs> <laughs> a little wake me up, yes. And then Oklahoma game is next Saturday at 1 p.m. in the Coliseum. 2,000 fans will be able to go to that game, and it'll be on ESPN Plus. So All you got to get your nickels yes. out. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm a plus and guy. And I think it's. I think they're allowing 2,800 in Guido. Um, is that what it is now? So you're right. Wow. It's more, but I think it's like up to 2,800. So uh, who knows? I, I like it because I think any fan noise starts to get that home atmosphere. So that's that's cool. Other other quick basketball news, uh, that TCU game moved uh, to the 23rd. Is that correct? Tuesday the 23rd? Yeah, I think it was originally scheduled for the 22nd. So for whatever reason, they've moved that. 
I got a feeling that was an ESPN thing. That game's on ESPN two now on Tuesday the twenty third at seven p.m. So Makes at least sense. it's a seven p.m. game, yeah. but it's probably. I've got uh, word that uh, Jamie Dixon actually had a a uh, haircut scheduled for the twenty second. Ah, so they okay. moved it back. He um, was waiting on a delivery of product for his hair. So that you was think every two weeks he gets it like slicked? I, I and don't here's know. What, you know how you would get here's, a cut every two yeah. weeks. Do you think he get goes in for a slick back? Yeah, maybe? shine. Yeah, yeah. Here's my other question that I don't know has been answered yet, guys, or if you know. Uh, so we still have another TCU game and another Oklahoma State game that were supposed to be in Morgantown that were postponed. That was postponed during the COVID break, and they haven't said yet what the schedule is to make those back up yet. So I don't know if that's going to happen in that ten day stretch between the end of the season and when the Big Twelve. That would be my guess. I would I would guess that before the the conference tournament. I, I doubt that Coach Huggins would want to go a long stretch without games. Right, and I don't know if they're waiting to see if those games would even have any implications in the conference or what. Maybe that's what they're doing, but that, but we have we have yet to hear what the the makeup dates for those games are. So let's uh, talk a little football, guys. How about how about WVU football? Okay, we lost a coach. We've lost a couple of coaches, yes. but uh, Mr. Bill Legg uh, leaves us and goes back to Marshall, which is what his like second, third stint at Marshall. Yeah, like I, I feel, feel like... like he's alternated between Morgantown and Huntington quite a few times. So yes, so he he left and has gone to Marshall, but we have uh, a couple of new coaches we we picked up this week, Johnson, including Shadon Brown. Shadon Brown. So he's coming to us from Louisville and he's actually been quite a few other places. I think I had read where um, he had a stint at Colorado. He was at, um, you know, I think before Louisville. So I think he, the tie in here from what I saw, just the chatter, if I'm, I think I'm correct on this is he went to Neil Brown's uh, high school, Boyle County high school. So, um, you know, he's, Probably some connections there, I guess. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking it's, I went to high school with I a lot of people say, I don't talk to anymore. No, so like, I maybe that's a stretch. Like, I don't know. Why? But. Why would that have any bearing? I, you know, I there are a lot of people that I went to high school with. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to hire them for jobs. Right. Like, right. Probably would preclude you from hiring. Right. Them for I jobs. know too much. But I mean, I think he comes like people feel good about that hire. As much as we hated to see uh, Jamila die, move on. I think people feel good about that. So that's good. I'm, I'm Are you surprised that? So let me. If you're Jordan Leslie, do you feel like? I mean, you're probably okay with it. Outward, outwardly, publicly, you're going to be okay with it. But do you feel like, hey, man, what do I got to do to just be the defensive coordinator by myself? What, like, you know, what? So we're going to bring in a, a guy fresh off the street, kind of like from another program, and he's going to share the job with me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too, to be honest with you, Scoot, that they, you know, he comes in, he's announced as co-defensive coordinator right off the top there. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's weird. You don't you don't see it a lot where you have co-coordinators at all in general, you know? It would be one thing, like, let's say it was like Luke Fickle or, you know, somebody that's got this uh, Bud Foster, somebody with a defensive coordinator background or uh, defensive, you know, uh, prowess that's known outside of their local school, like, Okay, you want to bring uh, Bud Foster in from Virginia Tech, who was a defensive coordinator there for forever, uh, and you don't feel good about just giving him a positions coach spot. You want to name him co-defensive coordinator? Okay, um, I'm, I'm maybe a little surprised that I'm, I'm kind of okay with like Jeff Castile still floating around in at WVU, and we didn't elevate him to another position. You know, so I, I don't know, just kind of interesting. I don't know. I When I originally saw it, I guess I just felt like they that was already the setup. So with him coming in, they just slot him in where, you know, Adai's vacancy was. I, I wouldn't be surprised here moving forward if they, they're at liberty to reshuffle it again, I guess. But it could be also some if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, that's that's how they lived life this past season with success. So it'll be interesting. I mean, and again, they – yeah. They they were they've been winning. Defenses looked good. Maybe this is just continuing on the same path that they're on. Well, guys, let's wrap up the segment with one more thing. West Virginia University women's basketball is on a tear. Ten straight wins. They're currently ranked in the what top twenty five. Fifteen and uh, two, right? Overall? Yeah, fifteen and fifteen and two overall. Nine and two in the conference on a ten game win streak. Just looking amazing. Would you say that they are scary? good they, maybe they're scary good 
Yeah. Would you Why? say that that's... Why? What's your grin? I don't get it. What am I missing? What? Scary? They're scary good. Oh, scary carry? Yeah. Are you Nick? Are you coining a nickname I'm, right I'm now? I'm saying they are S with a couple of hyphens or a couple of S's <laughs> with a hyphen. Carry good. Scary. scary good. I like it. Okay, you know what? I like it. I'll allow it. I think it's I think it's cool. But 15 and 2, that's insane. I mean, good good for them, man. 10 in a row, that's crazy. They're People are like walking into a buzzsaw with them. Right Dresnick, she's she's averaging twenty one points a game, uh, averaging averaging twenty one points a game. She what? She had a game a couple weeks ago at thirty points. Yeah, right. um, they they are just tearing through the Big Twelve right now. Uh, so it's it's good to see them, you know, competing, uh, doing doing really well. And listen, so. they're the so Dan Dan Zangrilli's tweet um, for WVU women's basketball. He's he noted that. They're also beating people by an average of almost 13 points in this stretch. So it's not just winning. It's not like, oh, yeah, they lucked out on that one. No, they're pounding folks. So good for them. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, listen, guys, let's take a break, and we'll come back and do the number one game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluff. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortech Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortechKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortech, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortech Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Don't forget, you can find us on social media. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears On. Guys, it's time for the number one game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast, a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluffs. And Johnson won last week, Brent Solheim trivia, Brent Brent Orr, as we like to play. Uh, so congratulations, Johnson. But you're still down. Scoot's still up three games to one on you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm only two games back. I'm okay. We're not sweating. Not nervous. Not nervous, he says. All right, guys. This week, I thought you know we've we've done we've done a lot of sports lately. We've done a lot of you know topical things. I thought, oh, thought yeah. maybe we do some movie trivia. So I picked one of oh yeah one of my favorite all time basketball movies. A little movie that I like to call Teen Wolf. Please, no, not Teen Wolf. Hoosiers, Hoosiers. I'm sorry, oh, guys. Oh man, trivia about the movie Hoosiers, starring uh, Teen Wolf. Gene Hackman would have been amazing. Gene Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> would have been amazing. I'll pocket that one. Uh, so, as always, guys, remember a correct answer is worth five points. A steal is worth ten points, and final bluff will be worth twenty-five points. Before we did the, uh, you know, if you were watching on Twitch, you might have seen this. But before we came back, we did a random, completely like nobody can believe it, but it is. It's completely random, total flip of the coin, and. Scooty, you came out first. You get to go first this week. Feels good. Congrats. It feels good. It feels good to go first? Yeah. All right. Here we go. First question is to you, Scoot. Five points. What is the name of the high school opposing Hickory in the game when Coach, da J Coach Dale was ejected for arguing with the officials and a Hickory player was ejected for a pu punching the opposing player? You remember that scene where yeah. the player punches? Yeah. and All right. So what was the name of the opposing high school? Was it... Cedar Knob, Sandy Grove, Mannington, or Rochester? Ah, uh, <laughs> it's tough. Uh, Look on Skid's face uh, is worth a thousand dollars. He's movie never buff, been more aggravated and perplexed on one question ever. That's so funny. Uh, so, so say the first two again. <laughs> Cedar Knob. Or Sandy Grove, and then the other two were Mannington High and Rochester. Okay, well, in Indiana, uh, Mannington, is, I don't think is it because that's a old school in West Virginia. And what was the last one you said? Uh, Rochester. Rochester. No, I don't feel that was that's a city in New York, and in Minnesota. Um, so I'm gonna go. 
I don't think they have a lot of sand in Indiana, so I'm going to go with Cedar Knob. That's correct. Great, great way you, man. It took you a lot to get there. Man, that was some just deductive reasoning there, Scoot. I'm proud of you. Wow. I don't know if they have cedars or knobs either, but (laughs) (laughs) felt cedars have knobs? I guess they do. Cedar knob. All right. So Scoot gets five points right there, Johnson. This next question is back to I'm not excited right now for my potential (laughs) question. I feel like every, I mean, how many times, you guys, Hoosiers is a classic. Oh, yeah. I've watched it a billion times. Yeah, me too. Recently. All right. Which player's father drives the red bus that Hickory takes to road games? Which player's father? Was it Witt, Strap, Ollie, or Everett? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is so difficult. I don't, I'm going to say Everett. Sorry, that's incorrect. Scoot, for 10 points in the steal, was it Wit, Strap, or Ollie? Well, uh, everybody knows that Wit's dad has a CDL, so it's Wit. <laughs> that's correct. Everybody knows that? Everybody <laughs> uh, No, it was Strap. Strap's dad is the one who drives the, the bus to the road games. All right, so nobody gets a point on that question, and Scoot, we're back to you. Ironically, buses don't have straps that uh, okay they don't they don't have seat belts either all right <laughs> all right scoot this question's back to you uh miss fleener who was watching after jimmy when coach dale first arrives right the teacher who's who's uh watching after jimmy when uh when coach uh, dale first comes to town uh wanted jimmy to take a year off from playing basketball to focus on getting an academic scholarship to this college so he could get out of this place what was the name of the college was it Ithaca College, Deer Lick College, Indiana University, or Wabash College? Ooh. Well, Deer Lick is ridiculous, so that's not it. Um, <laughs> Wabash is in Washington, so that's way too far. Um, I'm going to say Ithaca in upstate New York. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Johnson, was it Deer Lick College, Indiana University, or Wabash College? Well... Indiana seems too obvious, right? So that's what I'm going with. <laughs> that's incorrect. Is it Wabash? That's wrong. It's Wabash. Oh, I was going to say that, but then it I is, outsmarted it is, myself. Dang it. It is Wabash. Uh, I will admit that some of my deductive reasoning is defense. Yeah. So I throw out some defense to try to like persuade Johnson because so that if I'm wrong. there is a Wabash, Indiana, right? There's a Wabash, Indiana. There's also a Wabash, Washington, isn't there? Or did I make that yeah, up? Yeah, I think you're right. No, I think I you're right. Deer Lick, I agree with you. That's one Guido must have just made up and thrown in there. But All right. Well, Scoot still has the lead five to nothing. Dang it. And uh, this next question, Johnson, is back to you. In which Hickory game does Shooter show up late, drunk, and wander onto the floor to dispute a call with the referee? And then Hickory was charged for a technical foul. So what game was that? Was that the state championship game, the regional final game, the last game of the regular season, or the sectional final game? I don't think it was. It definitely wasn't the state championship, I don't think. I thought it was like the sectional game. I'm going to go with sectional. That's correct. It was the sectional final game. Good job, Johnson. Five points and get you back in this game. Five to five. That's like one of my favorite scenes, by the way. When, yeah, uh, it's kind of an iconic from that movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. All right. So we're tied up. Five to five. Scoot, this question is back to you. Hoosiers was not the mascot name of, of Hickory High School. So what was their mascot? Was it the Hickory Bears? The Hickory Huskers, the Hickory Hilltoppers, or the Hickory Bulldogs? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I don't feel, I know that there's corn in, in Indiana, so I don't, but I, I don't feel it's that. Um, I feel like it was the Hilltoppers. Oh my God. Sorry, that's incorrect. Johnson this for 10 misery. points in the steal. Was it the Bears, the Huskers, or the Bulldogs? I actually thought it was the Hilltoppers. I got to think about this now. Um, so I, so Huskers, Bears, Bulldogs. Bulldogs are close to my heart. I'm going with Bulldogs. 
Sorry, that's God. incorrect. Thank you, was Huskers. How bad are we that we get the ch- the choices <laughs> narrowed down and we have yet to get it, or we have a thirty three percent chance to get it right and we still can't get it right? Well, and I <laughs> would you say it was the Huskers? Like... It was the Huskers. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't remember? I don't remember that at all. The Hickory Huskers. The Hickory. That's like uh, how come you know, husking is what you take the outside of the corn off the corn. Like, you don't see any, like, team mascots like the potato peelers. Like, how come there aren't any peelers? (laughs) Like, hey, I'm on the peelers. I guess people aren't proud of that, right? I guess people are more proud of... Taking taking the the leaves of corn off of a corn, you're proud of that? Yeah, I mean, I I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just saying, like, when when I can be honest with you, Scoot, like if I lived in Idaho, like if I went to Idaho State University, being the Peelers would be an awesome name. It kind of oh. would being the pe- yeah being the Peelers. How about the carrot pullers? Kind of Are you would you be happy being a carrot puller? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Exactly, it's not. ridiculous. Corn husking is not a like a feared. Uh, thing like who gets nervous about playing a, a guy that pulls leaves off of corn? Nobody. It's ridiculous. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Final last question before final bluffs. Johnson, this one goes to you. We're still tied up five to five, guys. You guys are smoking it in this one here. All right. Hoosiers was inspired by the real life 1954 Indiana State champs. This small town high school defeated Muncie Central High in that game. What was the town that they were from? Was it Spurgeon, Indiana, Milan, Indiana, Buck Creek, Indiana, or Pine Village, Indiana? Oh, boy, Scoot. Pine Village. Pine Village sounds like... A retirement uh, home? Yes. (laughs) Or like a Christmas decoration place, like where you would go look at Christmas decorations or something. I went to Pine Village and I saw the lights, so they were very pretty. So that's out. Um, Milan throws me a little bit because it's just reasonable enough to be a town name, but also something Guido popped into his mind before he was like writing these answers. So I'm not sure about that. And then you said Spurgeon, Spurgeon, and Buck Spurgeon. And Buck Creek. Spurgeon makes me uncomfortable. I don't like that word. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with, what was it, Buck Creek? Buck Creek. Is that your answer? Uh, I'm going to go with Buck Creek. <laughs> it's not Buck Creek. Man, that was, <laughs> there was a lot, that was a lot of digging to get there on that one. Scooty, for 10 points in the steal, was it Spurgeon, Milan, or Pine Village. Okay, so back to deductive reasoning. Pine Village sounds like a retirement home. Uh, uh, Milan is too closely related to my like Milan Pushkar, and that's where Guido was making that up. Uh, Spurgeon. I don't think he can come up with that on his own, so I'm going Spurgeon. Sorry, what? that's incorrect as well. First of all, let's go on the record before we give people the answer. Let's go on the record. These are all names of towns in Indiana. <laughs> all of these are names of actual towns in Indiana. Oh, man. Pine uh, Village just stopped all their downloads <laughs> immediately. I bet you we got zero downloads in Spurgeon this week. Um, it was Milan. Milan, Indiana. Milan High School. Oh, my God. That's so, <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah. So, sorry, guys, no points to you there. We go into final bluff, winner take all, because you guys are tied five to five. Scoot, I felt we would f- just do better in this category. I Come on, guys. <sighs> Who, it's Hoosiers. I mean, this is a movie I like and a movie I've seen a million times. Think about all the times we've had steals, too, and did not get them. Yes, it's terrible. Like, how many t- How many like elementary school basketball coaches made you watch this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen it a bazillion times. Yeah. I mean, I think fourth through eighth grade, every coach made me watch this (laughs) movie. I think I'd even have a better chance if you said, can you start humming the the tune that plays throughout their road trips and stuff? I could do that. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to go back and watch this game later, or watch this movie later, and uh, and be like, why didn't I know these things? All right, final bluff, guys. 25 points. As always, you have to buzz in for your your chance to get the answers. And, Johnson, what's your buzzer this week? Dooski. All right. And, Scooty, what do you got for a buzzer? Uh, Chitwood. Chitwood. Going to Chitwood. All right. Here we go. Final bluff, guys. Get your buzzers ready. When Hickory played in the state championship game, 
They played in what is now called Hinkle Fieldhouse. But in the movie and in real life in 1954, what was the name of the basketball arena? Was it the Indiana State Auditorium, Butler Fieldhouse, Indianapolis Fieldhouse, or the Selick Bowl? Chitwood Dooski. Ooh, that's tough. I'm sorry, Johnson, but I heard Scoot first. Come on. I am going to say the Indiana State Auditorium. That's incorrect. Johnson, for 25 points in the win, what's your answer? I thought it was Butler Fieldhouse. That's correct. Butler Fieldhouse, 25 points. Johnson wins 30-5 to over Scooty. Congratulations. That is, Hinkle Fieldhouse is the uh, the home of the Butler Bulldogs, and it used to be called Butler Fieldhouse from 1928 to 1966, but then was renamed after a famous Butler coach who obviously had the last name Hinkle. Not very famous to us then. Tony Hinkle. Because <laughs> we don't know who this guy is. <laughs> He's probably a corn husker. Listen, dude. when you have to tell somebody, you have to start it with a very famous person. That means that probably nobody else knows who he really <laughs> Historic is. I mean, coach Mr. Hinkle. Yeah. Like, I need to tell you first. To- Tony Hinkle. Tony Hinkle. Paul D. Oh, Tony Hinkle. Tony. Oh, yeah. Tony. I, yeah, I know of him well. Yes. He's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Of course. He was head coach at... Butler for years, mm. fifty almost fifty years. He was head coach, at, head coach and athletic director. A lifetime bulldog. Butler gotcha. Lifetime bulldog. All right, there you go. Well, congratulations, Johnson. You're closing the gap on Scoot. Scoot, you only lead three games to two now. Johnson's on a two week tear. You getting a little nervous, buddy? No, not nervous. Right. <laughs> I Come feel on. like I benefited more from just how bad both of us were at this uh, <laughs> topic. To uh, be honest, yeah, I'm not nervous. I mean. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Scoot lit up Scoot lit up so happy when you said movie trivia, and then it just went off. Well, you clearly picked the all. wrong basketball movie. I mean, had you gone Teen Wolf? Teen Wolf, we would have oh, been man. boom, boom, boom. It would have been like a tennis match. Five, 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 five. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next next February I'll do Teen Wolf for you. How's that? Uh, so long. So long <laughs> to wait. Uh, all right. Well, listen, guys, let's take a break, and we'll be back with a segment where we let Scooty – Take the brakes off of his internet. It's a little segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough, For who? For Warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio. You'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears on Guido along with Scoot and Johnson. And don't forget, you can go right now on our merch section on our website at gotyourearson.com, buy a Pullover Guy t-shirt, and every t-shirt or sweatshirt that we sell with the Pullover Guy logo on it, $5 gets donated to the Bob Huggins Fish Fry. So definitely go on, get that shirt, go to our website, gotyourearson.com, Johnson. They can find that and a whole lot more. Right, so we added some links to the merch store right there in the sidebar where you see our tweets um and just to tack on to what guido is saying we're so excited that we can we're going to be able to make a really significant um donation and so if you've already participated good on you that's i mean we feel really good about what we're going to be able to do so if you haven't checked it out yet please do um the link again is right there in the sidebar you can also find the latest blog posts that we'll have all the links to the stuff we talked about in the show um, probably some stuff that we didn't even get to link there as well. And then you can listen to the show right in the tune in link that's on the website. So check it out. Yeah, check it out. Got your ears on dot com. Well, listen, guys, every week we let Scooty pull off the cap on his freshest, finest Internet findings and share them with you. It's a little segment we like to call. I can't believe my ears. What do you got for us this week, Scooty? Well, uh, a little update on a previous Can't Believe My Ears. Ooh, just to touch, I like it. Just to touch base. I um, like it. Back in August, 
we talked about uh, a strange animal that got loose in Connecticut. Uh, Buddy, oh, Buddy yeah. the Beefalo. Do you remember us talking yeah, about the Beefalo? Yeah. We, yeah. We're talking about Buddy right. the Beefalo. Well, uh, right. Friday, so two days ago, uh, Buddy the Beefalo had resurfaced. Really? Still loose? Okay. Still loose. Uh, the Plymouth Police Department uh, has a recent photo of Buddy the Beefalo standing in some snow. And that uh, he had been spotted outside the area or in the area and appears to be doing well even during the winter storms. Uh, So he's eating. I don't know. I don't know how he's eating or what he's eating. But uh, I guess originally the idea was they were going to catch Buddy the Beefalo and then. Yeah, like recorral. Yeah, and then send him to a farm or something in Florida, which I don't even know if you have beefalo farms down there. But they're going to send him to a critter sanctuary in Florida. Uh, they have yet to catch him, but I guess there's some people, and I think Buddy maybe uh, is a little concerned that he thinks this is kind of like a, a rope-a-dope, right? They, he walks over to them, and he's not going to this critter farm. He's going back to the slaughterhouse. So Buddy has been uh, on the lamb. No pun <laughs> Buddy's like, Mama didn't raise no knucklehead. I'm not coming over He's been there. on the lamb. <laughs> is, I wonder, it makes me think of like the fugitive. Yes. Like, is Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones, Jones, every like, outhouse, bowing out, outhouse. barn house, hen house. Um, <laughs> so Buddy is still loose. Now, moving on to my actual uh, can't believe my ears. Um, okay. This okay. is maybe near and dear to both of your hearts. You guys are cat lovers, correct? I am a cat guy. Yeah, I, I would say I that. love my no, cat. I okay. So Johnson is the cat lover. I know that. Uh, well, what are you then? A cat like uh, put up or with her, Guido? With yeah, me. To, yeah. I'm a, I'm absolutely a hey. The wife wants a cat. I have to have a cat person. My cat is the best dog I've never had, I'll be honest with you. Our main coon cat, he's like 30 pounds. He meets me at the door. He's a, he's a buddy. Ridiculous. Cats, I don't know. I'm not a cat guy. However, uh, there is a- Well, maybe he doesn't like you, you know, either, uh, Scooch. I mean, everything listen, about that? I Maybe maybe cats aren't Scoot people. I don't people. want something that's going to come <laughs> over to me awkwardly and rub its body on my ankle. Like, that's weird to me. Like, Well, you want your dog to come over and pee on your leg and be like, hey, Dad, no, how's it going? No, but, like, my dog's not coming over to me, not saying a word, and then just, like, scratching his ribs on my ankle, which is weird. Are we here to argue the pros and cons of cats? Well, and anyway, like moving, on, moving on. Everyone listening. Sorry, sorry, sorry. In, moving on. Okay, um, thank you. In Kentucky, uh, I guess near the Lexington, the Lexington Humane Society, uh, has a bit of a fundraiser okay. going on. And uh, with right. this being close to Valentine's Day, maybe you guys would like to uh, get into this, make a donation. And uh, what happens is uh, you can donate $10 and get some okay. retro retribution on uh, maybe... Uh, I feel like you didn't say uh, that Well, word it's hard right. to say because I think it's a made up word. But um, what they're doing <laughs> is they're taking litter boxes... And putting uh, your ex-girlfriends or ex-boyfriends' names on the litter box. No, this is kind of hilarious. And then uh, (laughs) your cat or the adoptable cats will take a dump on your your ex's name. So, and I quote. Is this like streaming live on the internet? Like you can watch it happen live on the internet? I, well, let me just hold on a second. Let's let me think about this because litter boxes are kind of the bane of my existence, right? I mean, I right. can't. So I, I said I love my cat. I hate that part. Like, let's real talk. That's just awful. So what I'm trying to think, like, would it make me feel any better if I was out there tending to the litter box and then I was like, Haha, they pooped on, you know, Barbara, Steve's name, yeah, or, yeah you know, like yeah. whoever your ex is or whatever. Like, I don't know if that would make me any happy. That would that process still is terrible. So I don't know if that the really... promotion is called dumps for the dumped, um, <laughs> and that is clever. That's I like that. That's they've clever. got uh, it ends That's February twelfth, but the litter boxes will remain in place until February fifteenth to ensure that they've gotten plenty of use on Valentine's Day. Um, okay. They they have a quote here in this article. Our adoptable kitties have your back and will dump all over your ex, the shelter said in a Facebook post. (laughs) Cats can be spiteful creatures, and trust us, they are more happy to take a number two on your former number one. (laughs) (laughs) So 
I, I have to be honest with you guys. I mean, you know, been through a couple of relationships. I mean, now happily married for 15 plus years. Yes. And you guys are as well married right. for longer than me, both of you. Uh, I don't think I, any of my previous relationships I've ever been so mad that I would spend money to have a litter box well, labeled with their name. Well, it seems very immediate, right? It feels like-, like It's got to be a fresh break. It feels like- <laughs> Yeah, right. It's got to be yeah, a fresh yeah. one, right? It's cute. Like you, you, someone dumped you on Tuesday, and like on Wednesday, you're scrolling and you see this ad, and you're like, yeah, like it feels like it has to be. And it's then very if, catty. If I'm you have the, to be very catty. Yes, that's, I see what you did there. Yes. Like I can't go back to 1999. <laughs> right. And say, you know what? Right. Right. She did me wrong. I've, <laughs> and I've not gotten over it. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show her. <laughs> or like, you know, your wife is cleaning the litter box and there's this name or photo or something in the bottom of the litter box. And she's like, this is odd. Like, what's that? Like, all it's very like possible. Nothing. My this? last uh, relationship and where I had a, a breakup, they could have been married multiple times at this point. Like, I don't even like it would be so far <laughs> removed for me or you or any of them. I mean, <laughs> right? uh, Johnson, you've been married, what, 20 plus years? Yes. Uh, I am on uh, 20 plus years as well. Uh, Guido, you're what, 15? 15. I mean, so yeah, like it's a little years. too far removed. Like you said, it's got to be a fresh But one. I'm also thinking about like where you go. So the place where they're handing these out, is it like a parade of just broken, mad, <laughs> like, crying, yeah, potentially like, I mean, people angry? Are people happy angry. when they call or are they upset? Like, do you have to like provide? Uh, they're like, give me that litter box. I'm going like, home. Do you <laughs> have like a counselor? Is there free litter in here? Like, you know, I'd kind of almost hate to be at the place where you're handing I those out. I think you out, need to have like a counselor on hand to possibly take some of these phone calls to give some like uh you know therapy and i mean would you wouldn't there be a bet how much did you say the donation was scooter did they say dollars ten dollars i mean i don't know ten dollars is it worth it ten dollars <laughs> i mean come on guido's like that's a little rich for my blood for a little rich uh, for my blood for the cat poop activity i don't know if i'm on there aren't there isn't there a better way you could spend ten dollars to get back at your ex yeah i mean i, I would I think guess, yes yeah. i i like how much is how well, much is an ad this. in the so paper? Let's say, like, it's pretty, yeah, right. <laughs> let's say you guys are the exes that are getting pooped how, on. How expensive is it to fly one of those planes with the signs above? I mean, if would you uh, if, if 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 like my name showed up on one of these yeah, boxes? Like, is that yeah, what you're saying? Like, like if you, it said like Guido along the would side, would you be offended? I just had a thought. I just had a thought, Guido. Scoot's, okay, Scoot's asking this question because if someone posted a Twitter photo or Instagram. Of they scoop their box and Scoot's name was in the bottom. I feel like he'd be like, "Yeah, broke her heart." That's like, right. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Is that a and Scoot would be like, "Yeah, he'd be like, I did yeah, that." that like, a, I broke her heart. You know, like a, a feather in your hat. If you're the guy, <laughs> uh, man, I got to her so bad that she went and had a cat poop on yeah. my name. She still can't stop thinking about me. She's got cats pooping living on me. Rent, she like <laughs> living rent free in her litter box. I mean, good luck. Is she gonna yeah, take that right. litter I'm box home. She got my name all over. Hey. She can't get enough of me. Yeah. <laughs> Scoot's Excuse hey? like, hey? Excuse like yeah, I'm proud of it. I'd take 15 litter boxes with my name on it. <laughs> How about, yeah, what if you're the guy that, like, like they call in and it's, like, the same guy. And maybe it's a random name. And it's the same guy and it's, like, five different women calling that. Right. Uh, you know, I uh, want to. He gets like an honorary donation award or something. Yeah. It's like a fundraiser. I want my cat to, to take a crap on Aloysius. Okay, and Aloysius, <laughs> and then some other lady calls. I want my cat to take a crap on Aloysius, and you're like, what in the world? There can't be two Aloysiuses. <laughs> like, what? Like, this guy has gotten around pre-Valentine's. This Aloysius guy, man, he uh, he he does the ladies yeah. wrong. He does the ladies uh, wrong. Oh, man. All right, Scoot. Well, thanks for finding the most random things out on the internet for us to talk about. We really appreciate it. Hey, anytime. I'm full <laughs> of that stuff. All right. Well, listen, guys, West Virginia plays this week in a couple of games, so uh, you better you better get get ready for that because yes. it's, it's, it's going to be it's a couple. Coming. Yes. It's coming. And, Johnson, I mean, should anybody do something, you know, phys you know, maybe do some, you know, cardio or something to get your heart ready for the next, you know, five, six games? Yeah, I mean, you might want to knock out a few sets of push-ups, you know, maybe maybe take a walk around your neighborhood. I don't know. You're going to make sure, don't, make sure don't your don't blood pressure medicines. Yeah, don't go into this like just like prep, okay? Prep, Mountaineer Nation, because we're all in this together. And, it's going to be tough. Yeah. In Brent's case, he needs to like, I don't know, maybe uh, change his sleep schedule. 
perhaps. Like yeah. he might. Two of those games like, are at nine o'clock at night. He might need to not get into a Red Bull yeah. at like eight not p.m. Put on the, a, uh, take a not nap. put on the robe and everything uh, at Jeopardy time. Like he may need to like yeah. make it past Jeopardy. <laughs> when he comes back on the show, he's gonna just roast you. You realize this. <laughs> But you know, Scoot's thinking. Scoot's thinking, Brent. If you're listening, maybe get a couple of Red Bulls in the fanny pack before you go off to work in the morning. You know, Brent is probably conditioned. As soon as he hears Pat Sajak's voice, he's already starting to think, "Okay, I need to start to turn down the bed." <laughs> the the yawns, yeah, start. like it, things start to <laughs> crank up. Start. He's, he's got his nightcap on. Oh, I like how Scoot, <laughs> Scoot gets way more brave about making fun of Mr. Solheim yeah. when he's not on the yeah, show. How convenient! Yeah. Don't how you convenient! Dare tell him. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he might listen, Scoot. I think you might be in a little oh, trouble. I'm going to text him anyway. West Virginia plays Tuesday uh, at 9 p.m. against uh, Texas Tech in Lubbock on the road and then comes back home on Saturday against Oklahoma 1 p.m. So get ready for the gauntlet, boys. All right, guys, thanks for listening this week. Don't forget you can find us online, Instagram, Twitter, at Got Your Ears On. Also, check out our Facebook page, Got Your Ears On, is on there. And look for our website where you can get a Pullover Guy t-shirt. $5 donation to the Bob Huggins Fish Fry. If you go to our website, GotYourEarsOn.com, go to the merch section and order yourself a Pullover Guy t-shirt. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. Your Ears On.